this is Kid Nagraj from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Sarah Kambada with us. Sarah is a women's leadership and life coach. She was the past president of International Coaching Federation LA. She is the creator of Get Work You Love Group Coaching. Are you supposed to stop by imposter syndrome? No. And let's get to know why and how it works out. She has been working with a lot of women. So many questions to Sarah. But before that, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to it's great to be here with you, Kieran. Sarah, I have a lot of questions for you. But let's begin with with your journey. You have been in this coaching industry for uh, quite a while now. So tell us how did it all started? Was coaching your first entrepreneurial leap or have you done something before that? Yes. So like a lot of my clients, I had a lot of different paths to my journey to get to be a coach. And I would say truly my early life experience brought me to coaching. It was a pretty challenging early life experience. And so it demanded that I discover about myself, about what's possible. And so I would say that's a seed throughout the rest of my professional journey to get to coaching. But after that, I was an actress for 10 years on theater, TV, and I live in Los Angeles, by the way. And and then I was a general manager to a theater. So we did live events, everything from Broadway to outdoor events, large scale, very large scale events, like 6,000 people. And I kept asking people, what's your dream? What's your dream that you want to get up there on stage? And then we'll talk about like budget and process and technology. Uh, So they would talk to me about their dream. And I loved doing that for nine years. I loved doing that. But then I felt like this is like almost my dream, but Mm. it's not exactly my dream. And I really enjoy people. I really enjoyed how they would describe what's possible for them, what was their destiny, what they would wanted to see up there on stage. And I began asking myself that question. I hired a coach and I think it was probably a week later, mm-hmm. I said, I want to do what you're doing. And then that began the journey to get my credential, to get trained like professionally. And I throughout my career, I had always been a mentor. I mentored young women and they would come to my house or they would meet, we would meet for coffee. And for some reason, that's just what happened. And I like to be of service. It teaches me. I think of it as a collaborative experience. So that brought me to get my certification. And then that was in 2013. And so I've been coaching ever since. And it's been a path to get to here. And I love it as much today as I did on the first day. You love it as much as you do today as you did on the first day. There are days when even when you are doing the things that you love, you might get great out of energy, right? So what do you do? And what do you think is the right thing to do when you are drained out? Yes. So hopefully I noticed before getting drained. But once that happens, it's important to stop everything that is leading to that drain, that's leading to that burnout. I really believe in stopping, reflecting. So through meditation, journaling, reaching out, I do a complimentary session and that can be really supportive. So it's just like making contact with another human and saying honestly what's going on. Even if it's, yeah, even if you don't know, It's saying I'm burned out or I'm tired or I feel I'm emotionally or physically or spiritually tired. 
And so hopefully people will not get to that point. Hopefully we recognize before we get to that point. But I do believe in a spiritual practice ongoingly so that we can become aware of it before getting to that point and hopefully never getting to burnout for sure. Because I've been there. Totally, totally. And you mentioned that spiritual path is important in avoiding the burnout in some ways. So can you please tell us, like, how do you look at it? Does it need to be journaling? Does it need to be meditation? Is there a way to look at it? Yes. And in the group coaching uh, program that I have, there's a whole module on mindset because of this. And so it introduces the idea of if people have been not introduced to meditation or reflection or journaling or self-awareness, because it really comes down to self-awareness and getting aware of what's going on inside. And I think as a society, don't look at that as, as critical as it really is, as important as it really is to sit and say what's going on. So I do a journaling exercise myself in the morning, writing what I'm grateful for. And in this work, I also look at what I did well, what I did extremely well, because people with any kind of imposter syndrome, let's say you're up for something big, the recognition of what's going well seems to pass us by. So journaling on that and writing, I did well and listing the things, it, it definitely is a generative process and it's a sort of a reparenting of ourselves. So looking at that, and then straightforward meditation is another one, uh, like five, 10 minutes of meditation, asking spirit, God, nature, whatever is your thing that you might call to, to ask what's important for me to know today? What's important for me to do today? What am I missing? These kinds of questions ongoingly so that nothing becomes a blind spot for a long time at all. We're aware every single day. And then one last thing is that I'm really into physical activity because if you want to change your mind, change your body. And so a physical exercise is really important to me, going to the gym, bike riding, whatever's your favorite exercise to do. And EFT tapping is a way to do exercise without actually moving your body, mm -hmm. but tapping on the meridian points and shifting energy. So these are some of the things which I think cultivate a strong mindset and a strong relationship with ourselves. Totally. You have a deep point there. Uh, of course, physical activity is important. And you mentioned that meditation and journaling do have an important, can have an impact, important impact while taking the things forward. If we can see it in action, can you tell us about a client success story and how the transformation happened so we have a deeper understanding? Sure. Actually, I just got a testimonial this morning, which is so nice. Yeah, and I can just tell you. So this is one of the the group coaching clients. May I read part of it to you? Yes. Uh, and I just got this uh, an hour ago. So as I reflect on how Sarah's program has transformed my life in the past six months, a sense of awe and calm is with me. So many changes I can't even believe. I started out looking for guidance and accountability to help me start my business with a five-year plan to actually work in the field of leadership as an executive coach. Not only has Sarah helped me to attain growth with creating a life I love, I have stayed active, physically active, at least four days a week with accountability help. Uh, I've stopped drinking, broken up with a codependent partner, and I just returned from my first paid executive coaching job. Yeah, I've started to heal from a holistic place. So it goes on, but that's a good example of we change from the inside out, but we're also taking actions on the outside because I feel like 
taking actions is actually being in co-creation with the universe, with the power that is, with your destiny. And so it's the best way to get data on the direction to go. And it's the best way to get into life, into action, and into the dream reality that you want to create. Presence of might indeed is a big gift. And most people aren't present when the moment is going on. If you meditate in some ways, it is going to have impact on your presence of mind because you would feel more present and more present you are, the better the decision making gets and so on the life improves. Sarah, tell us about misconceptions now. What do you think are some of the misconceptions about coaching? Yeah, I think this is a great question. Sometimes people think that coaching is a coach is a rescuer or a coach is someone who's going to tell you what to do. And some of, in a co-creative relationships, there is some of that. We tell each other things that have worked before and so forth. Especially if you've been coaching for 10 years, you have some sort of data to draw on. This works. But it's so co-creative. You have to be willing and what we say is coachable. That means, are you willing to take action? Are you willing to explore the conversation, even if you don't know where it's going to go? Because we don't know sometimes. And so it's like an alchemical relationship and taking action gets those results. So it's not, I'm not going to tell you what to do and I'm not going to rescue you. And I work with people who are coachable. So those are some of the misconceptions that I see. Being coachable is very important. And then understanding that you must have willingness to do the work. If you avoid the work, then you are going nowhere. And coach is not going to rescue you. Coach is not going to tell you what to do. They're going to rather ask right questions that can lead you to wisdom within you and get you the answers that you really desire. Sarah, next question to you is about imposter syndrome. So please tell us about that a little bit and how it affects our day-to-day life. Yes. So imposter syndrome, in my experience, affects high-achieving women. People who are already high achievers. So that means they have accolades, they have a high level title, or they're recognized by their work, by people in their life, their family, their partners. And this is just a fact. They have some level of high achievement, but it's almost like they can't see it. We can't see it. And so we look at the zone of genius, we look at that. So imposter syndrome is really about looking at what that is and uncovering what's true. So I use inner child work for that and loving parent work for that. Some people might say that's like a meditation, but we really look at that using systems coaching to say, this is what's going on inside. Maybe it's the little kid voice that's saying, you you, you suck at this, or you're not going to be good enough in order to ask for that raise, or you're not going to be good enough to start that company. No one will believe your services because you just started yesterday if you're a coach. It's like, everybody has to start somewhere. And so we look at what the little kid voice is saying inside. I'm afraid I'm not going to be good enough, or I'm afraid no one will believe that I am skilled in this because I just started yesterday. And then we cultivate a relationship. We cultivate what's the loving parent? What is the most loving, enjoyable, reaffirming, approving, confirming voice that you can cultivate within yourself? And we begin to have a conversation with those. And in systems work, we have a conversation there and look at then what is the unknown that these two need to know about each other? 
what can be valued or benefited from the, the inner kid? What's the value or benefit from a loving parent? And where do you want to come from in your most challenging moments? Let's make a choice. And so we really target how to come from the loving parent, how to come from the most, the highest self, if you will, in those challenging moments so that we can actually see, oh, wow, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at this. And that's why I'm getting this opportunity. That's why I'm getting to speak on this stage that I'm writing this book or becoming a coach or helping others. And so opening the awareness to come from that highest self in the mat in the moments that matter the most, in the moments that matter the most. So if you're going to go speak on a TED Talk stage, it's important to hear the highest self, not the fears. You wait in the car. I'll be back for you later. And so we work on that through the coaching in the group. Totally. Wow. So that's quite life-changing. Sarah, people are getting curious now. They want to reach out to you. So please give us some ways of getting a hold of you. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm happy to talk with anybody in your community. I'll give you my, let's see. So my Instagram is Sarah underscore Kambada. And you can probably see my, the spelling in the show notes or my email address is simple. It's Sarah at dreamstransformreality.com. So people can reach out. I answer all my emails and happy to connect with anyone who would like to. So do reach out guys, Sarah Kambada. Sarah, now tell us about goal setting and goal getting. What is your take on it? What is there a right way of setting goals? And is there, what are some ways of achieving those goals? I love this question. So thank you for that. Yeah, so we start with a vision and that's the higher, more advanced view of the goals, I would say. And so it has an element of dream scoping, of mapping what's in the future. And then we're going to manifest that through the goals. So this is the vision of what is your life going to be like in six months to a year? And we want to hear it all, write it all down. Because if it's about starting a coaching career, then there's going to be elements of that. I want to have, I want to speak on a TED talk. I want to start my website. I want to start doing cro uh, group coaching. I want to make six figures in my first year. Say it's something like that. We also want to hear what's the inside story. What's it going to feel like when you have six figures in December of next year? What's it going to feel like when you are going home for the holidays and you're telling people, yes, I left my multiple six-figure job and became a coach and I made it. It worked. How is that going to be like? What's that going to like physically do in your body? And so along this journey, along this journey, we're going to set goals. That's milestones. Goals are going to be, you're going to start your website. You're going to get your, I don't want to get into the minutia, but it's going to be a little bit of targeting like that. So there's going to be goal setting. And then the accountability is through Slack or through, through coaching to set those milestones and to create that partnership so that there's mutual trust. I trust you, you trust me to say what's so for you. And here's my goal and here's the fact that I hit it or I didn't. And don't be afraid to come back to the coaching call if you didn't hit your goal. We'll get there. Wow. So you, of course, need to set goals that way and then look the end first and then break it down to what are the actionable steps that you can take in a month, take in a week and even today. Sarah, final question for the day. Please tell us about action steps now. What are some action steps you suggest the listener takes 
after hearing this conversation, either to grow in life or to grow in business. Yes, yes. So either way to grow in life and to grow in business is to follow the path that's within you and don't stray from that path because of what other people want you to do or what you think the world wants from you. Really listen to what you want to create in your business and also look for what's viable, like what will people pay for? So people will typically pay for what's something that you really want to create. But we just have to look at how you're wording it and how it's being put across and so forth. So the first step is to write that vision, write that vision and put a date on it. And you would be surprised that at the end of that time, you'll be able to go back and look and see. I always ask people to take a picture of themselves, too, because with transformation work, your face just looks different by the end. And they are a different person. So I don't, through transformation, we want a lifetime adjustment. We don't want just like someone continuing to come back. And then resetting those goals, if it doesn't work, looking at what is in the way, what stopped you. And if it's something that keeps stopping you, that's when I suggest, yeah, definitely get a coach, me or somebody else, and find out what's stuck, stopping you or in the way and find out how that there's some benefit to that. There's usually some security or some kind of benefit to what's stopping you. So I would say the first thing is write the vision, get support, accountability, and put it out there into the world. Do it before you're ready. Don't wait until you're ready. Do it before you're ready. Don't wait until you're ready. And getting accountability is also a very important part of it. Because coaching is something people think that it is a luxury, it is a want thing, but coaching is something that is a need thing. Everyone needs a coach. So just look out for some coaches, interview some of them. Reach out to Sarah, a wonderful coach. Sarah could be reached out at Sarah underscore Kambata on Instagram and then same name goes on LinkedIn. Sarah, one last time, I want you to repeat your email address and your website. Yes, my email address is Sarah at dreamstransformreality.com. That's my email address and my website, which everything is on there. You can find out about private coaching or the group, which is going to be launching early in 2024. That website is the same, dreamstransformreality.com. And there's a short HTML for that, for the group coaching, which is getworkyoulove.com. There you have it, guys. So do reach out to Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for such a great conversation. It was a pleasure to meet you today and an honor to host you. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for having me. And it was great to meet your audience. And I look forward to talking with anybody who reaches out. Thank you so much again, Sarah. With that said, I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye, guys.